Welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Duff. And this week, we are doing... It's the final destination. for singing as a nice hint oh you're warming them up for next yeah episode. i'm warming yeah. them up for next episode just <laughs> be prepared that's but like I, for later oh i'm so used to them singing at this point that i'm not even horrified by an entirely <laughs> musical episode that's next week this week the final destination which it is not um it's final <laughs> destination four actually and final destination summer continues baby Final Destination Summer is never over. I watched this movie and I realized I had never seen this one before. So all of the deaths, this actually made me very mad. All of the deaths that I know to be coming in the franchise that I have been thinking about since FD1 um, are all in FD5. So I guess I have seen most of FD5, but cannot remember whatever the very exciting ending might be. Or the death compilation video that I've been talking about that I saw apparently only included all of them except for FD4, which is stupid because there are some really fucking clutch deaths in this movie, I will say. Well, Um, but now that I've seen this movie, I can tell you there is no mammogram death at any point in the franchise <laughs> did i this is the only up? one i haven't seen i completed the franchise now no no my grams what's wrong with me where um i created in my mind a mammogram death scene i mean like what she had like, a dream what? now <laughs> what's wrong I know. with you i was like you know that part where the girl gets a mammogram and her boob explodes because that's what <laughs> happens very this is like something i have seen <laughs> I swear to God. I, I was going to say, I think I know what death you're thinking of, but you seem to have a very specific concept in mind. So I don't know where that there comes can't from. Be, there can't be two uh, medical related deaths in the next movie. Oh, not in one movie. Sure. In one movie. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I'm telling not you for now. Franchise. There's definitely no mammogram. Someone, um, anybody would like to do any like dream interpretation for me to figure out why this has happened to me. This was years ago that I, I created this memory. Um, and now, you know how I don't have a good memory at all. Um, how many on Reddit remember something that you remember? Let me see. It's the hidden death. It's the secret death that, that you have to, it's an Easter egg in the uh, deleted scenes. <laughs> well, here's the thing. While Chelsea is looking that up, if you like Monica and Chelsea have not seen this movie, I realized that I had seen this movie before and I've seen all okay. five of them. I just don't remember five as much, but the final destination, AKA final destination four is 
A horrifying premonition saves a young man and his friends from death during a racetrack incident, but terrible fates await them nonetheless. We love a nonetheless. And here's the thing. I love, I literally could have just been like, it's like the first three movies, but at a racetrack and everybody would have known. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 it is. But the other thing about this movie is it's called, the, the tagline for it is death save the best for 3D because this is the 3D final destination. And as a bitch who did not see it when it came out and who saw it yesterday for the first time, I was watching it hungover, which I'll get into. Um, And I was like, what is going on vibes wise with this movie? And I had to get like 25 minutes in until I was like, Oh, this was for sure a 3D movie when it came out. I was like, everything is fucking punching me in the face. And like watching it 2D on your computer screen when you did not know it was supposed to be 3D is a very interesting and honestly hilarious experience. I kind of recommend it <laughs> just to see how ridiculous it is. Why aren't the studios going for 3D films anymore? Like, why have they left that behind? It was such a beautiful medium. <laughs> Uh, because they made Piranha 3D and therefore they're like, we've peaked. We yeah, they never oh had God, another no. movie. You're yes. so right, Sydney. You're right <laughs> on the money with that. Th- Piranha 3 double D. Um, and that was just a little bit higher. That's true. That um, one did slap. Uh, I saw them both. <laughs> I wish that there could have been an at home 3D experience for me. When I was trying to describe to Adam the fact that this was a 3D movie, he was like, How did you watch it? And I was like, On HBO Max. And he was like, But like, how, how could you see it? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, They made it a normal movie. So, so they could still make money on it on streaming. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but this. I, I said this when I texted you guys um, when I was watching this earlier in the week. I watched it over several days, actually. So I finished it <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I had a busy week, bits okay? Microdosing Final week. Destination 4. Yeah, I was microdosing it, which is probably a good thing for this movie because it's kind of intense. But sure. um, the, when I watched the opening scene of this movie, just like especially because this comes after the exalted, incredible the, the the high the high point of the franchise fd3 mm-hmm. this opening sequence so feels like a parody of the final destination movies it felt like a scary movie version of the final destination movies okay which I point. i'm seizing this to say so, um so. Per Reddit, there are some suggestions that what you're thinking of might be from a scary movie parodying the Final Destination franchise at some point. I don't recall that. Somebody shot that suggestion down. Somebody else said it's from a Shane Dawson Final Destination parody, but somebody else shot that down. Um, But people remember a boob being crushed in a machine and they also are associating it with Final Destination. Um, But it's it's just not. So I don't know what it is. There was no answers in that thread. But you're you're talking about that now. I was like, what? Okay, well, oh, yeah, I went back I'm to glad that, that there, also- if you also remember a boob squash <laughs> Final Destination, please DM me about it so I can feel less insane. <laughs> I agree, though. I think um, 
this movie FD4 is so strange in a couple of different ways and I think part of that is because they were like let's do it in 3D because it was like all the reboots were being done in 3D like My Bloody Valentine and like was one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacres in 3D maybe or something like that they were doing a bunch of horror movie 3D movies at the time um but they also thought it would be the last one so they like broke a lot of the conventions like they didn't have the spooky opening credits the same um, which really like tonally set the scene and the other okay. ones. Okay, but I fucking loved the credits for this movie. They so were great. Much. They were great. Are- I didn't have a problem with the movie, but it feels like Final Destination fanfic to me rather than a Final oh. Destination entry. No, I totally agree. It was just like so goofy and like all of the... um. I don't know, just all of the little signs leading up to the big palooza uh, at, in my mind, this is the Daytona thing that we were talking about in FDT. <laughs> they went to Daytona to, for Daytona, what number? 500? Yes, or, Daytona 500. 500. <laughs> um, this is Daytona 500. Okay, it's not, but that was what it was in my mind. It was much more bootleg, more bootleg than Daytona 500 probably is, I would hope, my God. Um, but like all the little details, like <laughs> the fact that one of the details is that guy whistling dixieland because he's racist like that's another that that part the fact that another one of the 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 racism in this film film. we get a hard r we get like just blatant he has a fucking swastika tattoo he's gonna burn a cross on that guy's lawn that's not just regular racism He's straight and up then a you terrorist. Have the old guy at the end who's yeah. like racist against Asians, and you're just like, why? That's so unnecessary. They do it's a so little 2009. Racism. Why was that funny? And scare quotes, you can't see me scare quoting. They do a little racism in FD5 as well, but this so- really shocked me, frankly. Um I was, I was what wondering was 2009 like uh, I was there yeah, but the vibes I don't were remember weird when the racist guy who by the way his name is literally just racist in the credits he does not he has a name in the script I guess but he's not credited with it it's just racist and racist girlfriend um but that makes me a little happy but it whatever. is kind of funny <laughs> I think they thought that they were doing something because then also sorry to skip around but in that his scene when the music is playing it's like why can't we be friends why can't we be friends and then there's I didn't know that there was a lyric in that song about skin color but I I guess it's about um oh yeah it's the about racial race. divide. yeah um so That's I think that, that they were like racism is bad um which you know no, the he was a racist fuck just to set up how fucking hilarious that first death was because it was fucking hilarious because it was so stupid it was just pure stupidity the um, vibes were so weird though because he was like the neighborhood's going to shit and i was like that's a weird thing to say when the black security guard is approaching you telling you to move your feet i thought it was gonna be subtle no no 
Chelsea, literally he no. had a swastika tattoo that you could I didn't see from the get. Immediately. I noticed it immediately. I was like, there is a swastika in front of me and I don't like it. Um, Avi. But I was just like, wow, okay. And like the tampons in the ear, like oh, everything is funny. Just, that was I thought it was me. really oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I it's all funny, but it's all like a fucking comedy. This opening scene, like every part of it was hilarious. Nothing about it was like truly ominous mm-hmm. um also I totally miss and this becomes important later and I don't really get it but what's her name hold on hold on, hold on. I'm sorry take your time wait stop it's Janet her name, name's Janet but then I just looked at the actress Krista Allen is in this movie and on IMDb her name is just MILF yeah oh yeah just MILF Lots of characters just straight up did like, not get names. They're like MILF, racist. Like, okay, great. Love this incredible. Hunt, MILF, mechanic, Nick. Right. <laughs> like, okay, cool, cool. Um. Anyway, sorry. So Janet at the very beginning is like, oh, I wish I could have just seen the movie instead. And I totally missed that the first time I watched it. But it gets called back at the very end of the movie, which we'll get to which apparently the whole movie thing later is a race car movie. I don't fucking know. It was just it's like, a real movie. So just like stupid, really lovely. Yeah, stuff. which really shocked the hell out of me. But that's what IMDb trivia says. The whole Love Lays Dying, which I was like, why is a movie called Love Lays Dying? That sounds like a rom-com, an explosion movie. Um, but it's a real movie. Um, named- About NASCAR and love. It's um the long kiss good night from 1996. Is it it's a that? New Line Cinemas production movie, which is what this is. So I mean, they they just kept it in the family. Oh, they played another movie and they called it a different name. Yeah, they gave it a oh. new name. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, why did you say a different name then? If it's a real movie on its own, I get it. I figured <laughs> it out. I figured it out. But it's it's so fucking hokey. And I like at first I was like, this is going to be a hot pile of steaming shit. It was hilarious. Like, honestly, I had a really good time. And because, as I said earlier, I was hungover when I watched the bulk of this movie. Uh, when I'm hungover, I'm more vulnerable in many different <laughs> ways. Emotional, scared of anything, bright lights, all of that. Um, and so I got <laughs> way more scared by everything. <laughs> and I was like freaking out watching this because it is very gory um I think in a different way than the other movies and I think that's probably because they relied so heavily on CGI for this one like everything was CGI and there's something different about like the CGI gore they like go further with that because I think that they like can in scare quotes as well like they can like do whatever the fuck they want because it's all fake anyway so there's there's like like, practical effects mm -hmm. like limitations Um, I think they both think that it looks real and also think that there's like enough uncanny valley like separation from it as mm, human remains you know what I mean yeah I mean like they were doing the best they could And, and and it does look pretty fucking good but like you know practical effects don't look totally real either but I respect them more because I understand like all the hijinks you have to go through like I don't know all the stuff that has to go into it and it does look a little bit more real because 
I, with my beautiful eyes, 2020 vision for now until I turn 30, um, can see <laughs> when they're suddenly behind a green screen. Like I can mm. tell, like the, like I know a death is about to happen. Cause I'm like, everything looks different all of a sudden. I wonder fucking why, why? you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh man. Um, but I mean, have any of you guys been to a NASCAR thing or car yeah. race thing? I was going to say Sydney for sure has. I want to uh, go so bad, except this is so scary. And what if my head gets blown off by a wheel? So right by, uh, like Birmingham, like uh, close is Talladega, you know, like Talladega nights, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. 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 So we got all of that and I've been there and it's not like NASCAR, but I've been to the Indy 500, which is like the Ooh, little cars. And I did see a nice man like run through a bonfire. That was great. Oh. The best thing, one of the best things about going to these events is they have like fields and stuff and you just get absolutely hammered. And then you can go. They have fields and stuff. Is yeah. that what you said? Fields. Oh, so you get fucked up in the fields. Yeah. Like you like tailgate in the fields. Yeah. Okay. I feel I'm picking up what you're putting down now. I was like, what do you like? What do the fields do to you? (laughs) And then, uh, if you know the right people, you can be in the middle of the racetrack. Oh, and the Indy 500 500 had a rave on the inside and there was like EDM DJs. It was very odd. (laughs) Hmm. I've seen like a race in Baltimore at some point. There was like a whatever in the harbor, but it wasn't like a stadium kind of thing. It was like they brought in like football stands from your high school kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there was no worries about the infrastructure crumbling suddenly. I think we do a spooky Tuesday field trip to Taldega at some point and... (laughs) Have a good time. When we do Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby on the pod for a fifth <laughs> Tuesday, you've got it, babe. Right? Here we are, live from Talladega <laughs> Speedway. I can't wait till we start, like, going around the country to do live episodes. <laughs> that seems very close at hand, of course. <laughs> our, clearly, our first stop is going to be Talladega. I sure. fucking would love to do that shit, okay? I would fucking love it. I also want to go to more like WWE fights and Lucha Libre fights. All this type of like grandiose shit. That's what I'm looking for. I need it. I one time we were sitting at a WWE event, got into a verbal argument with one of the wrestlers because I was bullying him, bullying him so much. That's like, classic, Sydney. <laughs> Sydney's on her bullying bullshit today. Sydney's being so mean to me today. My little deviled egg. Never forget, I am a bully first and a woman second. Not to me, Sydney. I'm immune. Nobody is I will bully anybody out of love, you know? You would never bully me because you love me and you know that I don't like to be I only bully people rejecting reality. You're being bullied right now. You have to accept (laughs) it. I'm the master of my own reality. Therefore, no, I'm not okay well (laughs) i'm sorry about back to final destination four um but i loved all the callbacks to other deaths in this movie they literally call back all of them in the opening credits but i love that we get the racist couple being chopped in half which is reminiscent of fd2 
um, with that stoner guy. Um, and we also get some fun impalings of heads and all of that. We love to see it. The mechanics fake death in the um, original premonition was fucking sick. Um, we hate to see a trampling death though. Um, was so sad to see MILF get trampled and then hit by an engine. <laughs> it feels so wrong to just call her MILF, but we're gonna have to. <laughs> she does um, have a name. Um, because it's like it's some of Mil. the characters. What's here? Let me find it in my IMDB trivia. Um, the MILF's name is Samantha Lane, but that's not fun to me. It's MILF. It's MILF. It's MILF. It's MILF. It's MILF. She is a MILF and she's very hot and she's fun in this and I love her. But um, she's also the worst. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you came to me to get highlights and a pedicure 10 minutes before we closed I would absolutely be like get the fuck out get the fuck out of here no she's got a girl's night she really needs this get the fuck out of here okay let's here's an angle here's an angle to make you like it more but it's not going to really make you like it more why does she want to look that good for girls night is she stepping out on her husband with the girls wow okay maybe but thing to consider but still fucked up Thoughts, thoughts, um, thoughts. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I'm processing, I'm considering. We're just we trying to make it clear. That's the point of the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. That's our whole shtick. That's our whole spiel. I mean, we, we already talked about the racist death. So I don't I don't even want to talk about him anymore, but we'll we'll say very hilarious. I we'll did like also that he little, caught on fire though. That was great for me. I love that he caught on fire and I love that they cut from him being on fire and then exploding and to a million pieces to what's her fucking name? Lori, uh, Lori watching cartoons in the morning. And it's a cartoon of someone being like, my ass is on fire. My ass is on fire. And she's like, I'm like, you're an adult woman who's giggling to cartoons. <laughs> but I love her undies. Yeah. Oh, she's always hanging out in her undies, which we love. The thing about her, she's played by Chantel Van Santen is how I'm deciding to say her name. Sure. Um, and I think that her face looks a lot like Evan Rachel Wood, which helped me fall deeply in love with her throughout oh. this film. <laughs> I nice. have a big Evan Rachel Wood love. Um, Who doesn't, though? Have you seen her? Oh, my God. Have you watched Westworld? She's incredible. Um, so they could be cousins. And someone can look that up and see if it's true, but it won't be me because I'm just going to live in this fantasy where they're mm-hmm. distant cousins. <laughs> sure. I choose to believe this. So it's real. Yeah, but okay. The next death is the the milf, right? After, after racist, racist yes. milf. Okay, milf's death was so fucking anxiety producing. First of all, those kids are pieces of shit. Second of all, she's a piece of shit. Third of all, the salon is called Salon Dante. We it's all listened to the Dante's reference. Inferno episode. <laughs> Manu, where are you? Come back on and tell us about it. Where Uh, are you? (laughs) And I am so sorry. Sorry. Anyway. We got to prepare them for next week, guys. (laughs) Warming them up. uh, That part was literally so anxiety producing. And the reason it was, was because of the toenails. The scraping. Oh, I hated that. Also, they did 
every single part of her hair, her like hair experience wrong. Like where was the soaking of her feet? Her feet were so dry when they were sca- scraping her toenails. Ugh, I was like, that's they should not be this it. dry. It Ugh. is making me very upset. <laughs> um, Adam has a thing where he like cannot hear nail biting related things. And I bite my nails literally constantly. This is my fatal flaw. Um, and so I watched him watch it and he almost threw up. He gagged. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I, I, that one, I feel like does the best. Well, that's not necessarily true, but it does a really good job of doing the classic final destination, like pre-death dread. Like there's so many fake outs. There's so many Mm -hmm. cop outs. There's so many ways she could have died. There's so many like visual cues to like, we've got the fan, we've got the chair, we've got the scissors, all of that. But like once her kids come in and like slip and fall and spill their slushies everywhere, it looks like there's guts all over the floor. It's like red vines and red slushy. Like I loved all those little details. That one I thought was really well done. Her death was good. I thought it would have been something like I was fully expecting her death to be like something in the salon and then for it to be a rock from the guy on the lawnmower just yeeted into her eyeball I was like okay (laughs) we got an eyeball clue though the exacto knife fell on the eye in the photo the night before oh my god can we because I don't know how I feel do we like that we see like he's getting like premonition clues but they're like too vague he's getting like bbc sherlock style (laughs) clues mind palace all in 3d they're literally just vehicles for the 3d there's like a little screensaver ass display they're hokey as fuck looking it's just like the hook comes out to you like the the rock the eye like oh my god it's so uh, just a vehicle for things to pop into your face like talk I get why people get mad about jump scares if the jump scare is just like something flying at your face in a 3d movie but also just the thrill of thinking you're gonna get hit in the face that harkens back to the very first film which was a film of a train coming towards people and they saw it and they all got scared and they jumped out of the way because they thought a train was going to come out of the screen. That is what led to 3D. This is a film (laughs) history pod. Hello, I'm Monica Hyatt. (laughs) (laughs) But that is a true thing. That is a true thing. I think it was, I don't know if it's the first film, but one of the first films, they had a train coming towards people. Well, no one told me that people were so scared. They were so scared. That's second clip. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I think the very first the first theater experience maybe yeah theater experience one of the very first ones had a train coming towards the screen and the people were like my god there's a train here in the theater and we'll about to be killed and they were actually the first horror movie (laughs) that's a very clear reference to the end of this movie with the um explosion explosion oh yeah true too true Oh wow they were really engaging the cinema Film. they were really Film. getting History. to the roots i believe they did that on purpose for sure but you want to know what they did not celebrate in film history and honestly Tell pay me. the respect this is the first final destination movie without tony todd in it and you thank can you feel so it. much you, you can, can feel, feel it, it. 
that's why it felt like a cheap knockoff. Mm-hmm. And it's also the first Final Destination movie that wasn't filmed in Canada. So that's really the tell. <laughs> Disgusting. But the worst. It, does look, it looks so different. Not just like the 3D thing, but there was it's I feel like the the like color palette of the previous movies was like more subtle, like a little muted. This felt very much like. Do you remember when all of a sudden um, people started getting like HD TVs and you would watch something on it and it looked like so strange, even though it looked normal on your TV the week before. And you're like, I know the TV show didn't change. It's just my TV that changed. Did yes. it have that weird setting that was like true motion and it makes everything look like it's reality TV? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking it's about, but I know setting. the, the like thing. visual of what you're talking about and how everything looked weird and like they're filming with, for reality TV now. Um, I remember like watching Dexter and being like, why does this look so fucked up? Um, but yeah, there's just like a completely different like visual tone to this movie as well. Like they really, I don't know. It's so interesting to me. Obviously, they thought it was the last film in the franchise. It's so interesting to me that they wanted it it to be so different than all of the others. Yeah, I don't... This movie uh, is, like... Because I felt like the other ones kind of connected more with each other. They did. And this one has, like, some references. Because, like... It's got a shit ton of references. It's just not engaging. It It feels like a ripoff of the first one, honestly. Because, like, especially character-wise, I mean, uh, there is, like, a couple aspect of it. I just have my own Final Destination moment right now where my headphones just rush towards my face and almost hit me. So that... Really You're scary. having headphone issues today. Here they are. They <laughs> rushed down towards my face. It was very scary. We're fine. Everything is fine. Um, I'm just living the film, you know. Um, Your beepy that's... headphones, these rushing headphones. You should Anything take this premonition seriously, baby. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> I gotta stay away from <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> it's over for us. Shit. Oh no, this is actually oh, our last no. episode. So sorry. <laughs> We have to make it through all of Final Destination franchise. We can't do it now. I will risk my life to get to MC5. Look, it's either your day or it's not your day, okay? What are you going to do about it? But okay, even character-wise, it felt very like copy E of the first one. Um, we have like an older hottie um who dies. They look similar. That's the teacher in the first one and, and milf. The milf. Um, we have Strider, Striker, whatever the fuck in the first one. And then we have Hunt, who? and they are carbine. The guy who plays that guy in American Pie. I don't oh, remember Stifler. his real name. Sean yeah. Scott. Striker is actually I don't know what his name. name is in Final Destination. I don't know what it is Isn't in it Final Billy? Destination. Oh, I was it's gonna say it might be Billy. Yeah, it's probably Billy, and it's definitely not Striker. And I'm so sorry. But I thought you were talking about Carter actually, mind. though, because I think racist guy's name in this movie is Carter as well, which is weird to me. Who's Carter in the previous? In the one? first one, he's the bad boy who's driving the car, and then the seatbelt rips, and he gets oh, pulled out gets and then killed by the bus. With Terry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like Janet kind of is similar to her in that way. And then I think like Stifler slash Billy is very similar to Hunt in this movie. They're like the same fucking character. Except I feel like Hunt is funnier, honestly. Stifler um, and Hunt are the same, but Billy was like very meek mild. 
Yeah, no, I know. But he was supposed okay. to be that kind of a character. And I feel like his jokes didn't hit that well in the first one. We talked about that in the first episode. He was like trying to be the comic relief, but it wasn't like super effective. He's just in his flop era. Yeah, he was in his flop, flop era. They were just, they didn't write that many good jokes for him. It's not his fault. Um, and then we've got a, like a clear and um, Devin Sawa. Look at me switching everyone's names up because I literally can't remember anyone's name. <laughs> um, I love that but like clear and the main guy from the first one, similar to Lori and is his name Nick? Yeah, yes. I think it is. It is Nick because I just read that five seconds ago. He looks like the main guy in FD5 also a little bit, which is not ideal casting wise. But what are you going to do? He's got like generic white guy vibes and he's like in his own generic way. And that's like fine for him. Thank you, Bobby Campo, for your work. You know, you weren't terrible in this. I had fine time. Um, But there's like that's why for me it felt so much like a parody because it like some they're like rehashed characters. They really Mm -hmm. like rehashed some of the past movies it felt like a combo pack of first one and the second one as far as how the characters knew each other and like it didn't have the heart that the third one had where you sort of actually cared about the characters at all maybe it was just the hold that mary elizabeth winstead has over (laughs) all of them um but like i was like i don't care what happens to any of these motherfuckers and so i just had fun and it was just uh, it was a fourth movie in a franchise. It sure, it sure you know? was a fourth it movie. It sure was. Okay. I have some questions. Okay. So we are now Post them. four premonition disaster movies deep, right? We've, we're mm-hmm, committed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Say we are at an event and I have a premonition. Is it my responsibility to tell everybody else? Or should I just be like, not my circus, not my monkeys, but I'm going to (laughs) leave. I think it, um, I do like a quick vibe check. check, Do you guys believe in premonitions? Um, Vibe check, do you believe me when I say we're all going to die and we should leave? Hey, vibe check, are you saying that I will possibly hurt you? (laughs) Here's the thing. You don't want trauma dumps. I just recently read this book called uh, The Southern Final Book Club Guide. No, I did not read the book. If someone made a book of these movies, yeah, I would I like, no. These are I'm books. not going to read them. I'm not going to read them. I maybe trivia. I'm actually fascinated. One of them sounds maybe kind of interesting. I might report they, club, Monica. I, book I, I really, I don't know how I feel about like books movies and then they're like but what if I booked it you know what I mean like like has that been good has that gone well they're the all um, I've never done that stories it seems so it's like oh. bonus final destination for it's like you. fan fiction oh okay, not like a novelization yeah, yeah, yeah. okay great, great that's the word not booked it novelization <laughs> all right okay like you got your point across huh, huh. i think booked it is the new I think booked it. it's like the it. cool booked hip it. is the cool hip version of novelization <laughs> um anyway <laughs> what was i gonna say you read beginning? a book and then i interrupted i read I'm a book so sorry. oh no it's okay i read uh i've been really on a grady hendrix kick lately and i read like almost all of his books he did um my best friend's exorcism, which is going to be a movie coming out in mid-September. 
on some platform. I don't know. It's not theatrical release. It should have been a television show. Just saying. <laughs> anyway, um, but he also did this book called The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. And there's a part of the book where someone is like, this man is a vampire. And everyone is like, you're a psychopath and you're stupid and I don't trust you. And I was like, there's a lot of misogyny themes in the book. Um, And I was literally screaming at the top of my lungs to Adam. I was like, if I think that someone's a vampire and you don't believe me, it's over. I will leave you. So same thing. If you say I had a premonition and we're all about to fucking die and I don't believe you, then leave me to die. Cause like, I, I trust you after everything we've been through on final destination summer, I will believe you if you have that premonition. Okay. So that'll be the thing. I'll be like, Hey guys, uh, vibe check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to spooky Tuesday. I just had a premonition where we're all going to die. Uh, are you down with that vibe? Should we leave? Should we change locations? Thoughts, concerns, Thanks. anybody want to weigh in? Right. But my second, this sounds like a great time for a bathroom break. Let's go. (laughs) Right. Uh, And so my second thing that I also want to talk about Mm -hmm. is, you know, how one of our favorite things to ask or me is being like, would you still love me if I was a worm? worm. Mm -hmm. So today on one of my, on my day date, I was like, I'm going to ask you a question and I need you to take this very seriously. And he was Mm -hmm. like, Oh God. And I was like, if I was being hunted by death, one if me and my friends were being hunted by death one by one, would you still stay with me and try to protect me from death? <laughs> what was what the answer? That's a he high said, investment question. He said, Yeah, as long as you're trying to help yourself too. <laughs> he said, everybody carries their own weight, babe. You know, this is the man that didn't know my last name last week. And now he's like, yeah, sure. I mean, if you're going to help yourself, I guess I'll help you chase death. Great. Look, he's not part of death's design. It sounds like it would be safe for him regardless. Well, I don't know. A lot of these deaths, there's a lot of blowout. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of casualties going on. A lot of casualties. One of the things that I do like about this movie is it gives Uh us two big disasters. We have yeah. one big disaster and yeah. the double premonition and yeah. it, like they took what FD3 did so fucking well and they did it less well, but fun. <laughs> I love that there's the double premonition and it was so it wasn't early in the movie. Also something I just want to give a little shout out to a movie that is as hokey and stupid as this one. They know what's going on. It was only an hour and 20 minutes. So oh, short, shortest one in the franchise. And we love God. to see a shitty movie know its place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> know yourself, know your worth, baby. Don't worry. <laughs> We're not going to take up too much of your time. You'll be in like, and out yeah. so speedy. Why not it's just stop this into and you're the schedule? Get to bed right in a normal hour, okay? Thank you. <laughs> it's thoughtful. Yeah. Okay. Well, we talked about the first couple of deaths. I'm not exactly sure the the order of everything but I just want to talk about the mechanics death really quickly because it was short it was very sweet and it was awesome 
Um, I loved his character just being so sad. I felt bad that he was so sad. I felt so bad that his hot girlfriend who stole the binoculars filled with, uh, well, not Jack, Jim. Jim. Uh, yes. And I really thought <laughs> was... he said gin at first, like London dry gin. And I was like, what an interesting choice for the NASCAR race. And then I put subtitles on and I was like, never mind. I get the vibes. Jim, Jim baby. <laughs> We're a big beam household household over here. So we knew all about it. But um, I say we, I only watched this myself. Anyway, we're moving on from that. The royal we. Um, I feel really bad for him though, that no matter what the, the shakeout is, his girlfriend still gets exploded by a wheel. Like that. Yeah, sucks. I know. Seth was Rough. like, you don't get to escape no matter what. The wheel's gonna get you, honey. <laughs> um, big wheels keep on turning as they say. But Andrew a- Fiskella, an incredible actor playing mechanic. I'm so sorry. I'm moving on very quickly from my joke. And we're just gonna, we're powering through so no one says anything. <laughs> I love that, like, it's literally like a one minute scene of them trying to save him, and it's too late no matter what. And he gets shredded by a gate. And now, Looking at his IMDb picture, it's a very handsome picture of him looking very serious. And you know what's behind him? <gasps> a gate, just like the one that shredded his back and he exploded through. Chain wow. link fence. Chain link wow. fence. Thank you so much for saying what it was called because I couldn't remember. You're so welcome. Anything for you. Thank you. That was a good one. But I think the spiciest, most exciting part of this movie is the janet and hunt dual death of palooza where you mm-hmm. don't know who's gonna die first and i was fucking freaking out like i thought that was a really fun thing i don't know if they've done that before where there's like you're they're trying to save two people at once because they die so close together and they can't that remember. they don't know mm-hmm. i thought that was a really fun thing to explore in this one um, and i kind of thought they were gonna die simultaneously exact same moment um and I think they probably would have you know what I mean I think they're that was one of the ones where they kept emphasizing the order and so I think in theory there really was no one or the other first it was it had to be the exact same moment yeah which is such so interesting like death really had to coordinate his shit but um I was not expecting to see the full frontal sex boobies um, in this one, just because I was at work when I was watching it. (laughs) I was on my lunch break and I was like watching this periodically throughout lunch breaks last week. And then I was like, my God, I was like literally had my hand over my screen to shield the boobies from myself just in case there's a mirror behind my desk. So I was worried someone's gonna come in and like see the boobies in the mirror it was very stressful but like hunt is a fucker he is such a motherfucker the fact that he was like i finished four minutes ago but he called her lazy 30 seconds before that like sir you already finished and you're still being faster slower faster slower don't be lazy fuck off how dare you still deign to give instructions I know he's so fucking full of himself. He is hot in a Y2K way for sure. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, yes. What I mean. He's Very specific classic... for like, oh, no, oh, eight, oh, nine. Like, yeah. Yes. Like he was like, 
it's like someone drew him, you know, from that era. <laughs> they did a great job. Nick Zano, you lived in the moment. Also, looking at his IMDb picture now, maybe aging in a very nice way. Still has spicy, exciting hair, too. So good hmm. for him. Um, from the looks of him in 2009, didn't think the hair would last, but it did. And we are happy for him. We love to see a man move past male pattern baldness. And that makes me very excited. Um, that and he- said... He improvised the ever played donkey punch line. That one was all him. He brought that to the table himself. Genius. What a guy. What an a man, actor. What a man. What a man. What a, what a good man. man. We're really, we're really preparing you for next week. <laughs> this is tame compared to next week. This is tame compared to next week. Um, but I did not notice until that little callback later in the movie that the name of the golf club that he was at, golf club. Yeah, no. Golf club. Okay. I was when I said golf club, I was thinking of a golf club and I was like, I'm saying the wrong thing. But he I is think part you of mean a country, country club. club. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Um and where golf is played. Um yeah. and it's called Forest Lawn, which is the name of a popular cemetery. Uh here in <laughs> California. Is it nationwide? <laughs> I don't know if that was a little wink to cemeteries, but it definitely is for sure. In it my absolutely mind. is now yeah and it's also a big sponsor of dodger stadium and so every time <laughs> i go to a dodgers game it's like plan for your future at forest lawn and i'm like can you not remind me of my impending death here at dodger stadium when i'm sitting in the nosebleeds and there's literally like a i don't even know what degree drop from this section into the the stadium below like this could very well be the moment i die and i don't need you to remind me <laughs> they want you to be prepared <laughs> but last time i was there i a guy in the row behind me cut this part out uh literally fell like from <gasps> his seat he was so drunk he fell from his seat head first into the row behind me and he was like doing a headstand like into the row and he was really old and it was so scary and we had to like this is when I went with Devin and Savannah and we and Adam and we had to like help push him back up he literally like fully dunked into the row so like literally exactly what I'm describing like (laughs) it was it was horrifying. He was like, oh, I just tripped. I was like, you need to hydrate, my friend, my sir. He was like 65 at least. It was, and then he lost his, he lost his hearing aid. And those cost hundreds of dollars. Anyway, it was terrifying. So, That's my, so horrifying. I have a big fear about that with baseball stadiums. They're so steep for no good reason. They it are so, really like steep. That, that very top seat. Because they're so narrow. So steep. And apparently Adam told me that people die like people have died have fallen off onto the Adam thing below that information to himself I like to know about that kind of stuff <laughs> the soccer game that I went to in Atlanta had like we were in the nosebleeds because they were cheap but like it was like we could not like walking up was terrifying you're just like Blech. oh my god it was so Blech. scary it was so scary I was like this is what I've always always imagined would happen and then it happened and, and I was like happened. You're lucky you didn't smash your fucking head on the ground. Maybe you had anyway. a Final Destination premonition. Uh, I mean, maybe uh, you can keep this in, but like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's fucking scary, man. It was so scary. <laughs> He's okay. He didn't end up hitting his head, but you know, my God. Close um, call. Oh, but yeah. Anyway, I, I love um, 
in this movie, like that hunt has that thing with the lucky coin um, and that he's so obsessed with the lucky coin. Um, and I love that that's what leads him to his death. Like, it's just like a cute little his fuck death. you. His death. Have you read <laughs> the Chuck Palahniuk short story, Guts? No. No. It's haunting that's disgusting. How you say his last name? Wow, I had no idea. I've that's my best guess. My that's mind. how I've always said it, but it could be incorrect. Um, But he has this short story. I don't recall the first time. I think it was in high school that I encountered it. Um, And I terrified or terrorized my male friends with it in college. Um, But it's about a boy who likes to whack off at the bottom of the pool with his butt on the vent because it feels good sucking on his butt and then he gets stuck um and I mean shenanigans ensue from there I won't I won't spoil the rest of the story it's worth the read um but it is a very clear reference in this movie to that short story and it is a disgusting short story um and I thought they did a pretty good job with it in the movie as well if anybody should get their guts sucked out through their asshole it's hunt it was you know he's such a dick he's a motherfucker so it was like i was like vindication for being a misogynist yeah i mean honestly um the second that the various series of events taking the gun from the child throwing it over whatever it knocks the pool drain lever on um, and then the cover for the drain just immediately got sucked in. I was like, okay, well, I see where this is going. I really didn't think that he would get sucked specifically on his ass, like in the short story, but he sure does. And then he, he gets sure all his guts pulled right out, launched out of that pressure oh, cooker. That My God. When you, it shows like whatever part of his body like collapse. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> I thought it would be I don't know. like, do you remember when we were little? Um, maybe this is not a universal experience, but I feel it probably is. And like, I feel like it's like a grandma thing to be like, careful with your long hair in the pool or you're going to get caught in the vent. Um, that's How kind of often, the vibes that I thought, you know. My hair How gets often, caught in the Pilates machine all the time. <laughs> so, the exact same here. thing. Exact okay. same thing got a ponytail well, this reminds me of my my dual trauma that i brought up on the pod before when i watched that one goosebumps oh no that one are you afraid of the dark episode where they put the public pool over an old cemetery and they found all the bodies except for one and that ghost body lived in the pool and it grabbed the kid and dragged him down towards the drain and then i watched alien versus predator whichever one and then predator is in the bottom of the pool and he pulls the guy down through the drain and i had a panic attack and i had to leave the theater it all comes back to that and it's it all, all here in final destination back, four damn <laughs> um but i i just thought that was a like a perfectly anxiety anxiety producing sequence because i also love janet's near-death experience like the car the drowning the... in your own car in the car wash Whoa. oh my god the car yeah, wash here's is a scary thing. place it's scary in there that's why dogs she... get so scared they know what could happen so she those was driving... that love the car wash on tiktok on tiktok the weenie they do they do raves. raves yeah I know I've seen that and I love okay, it. Good. Not okay, everyone good. is can have a weenie rave, okay? Some That's people true. are spooked. We want to have a weenie rave. Weenie rave. Weenie rave. Uh, I will say though, she does drive one of those like 
Scion boxcars. I know. I can't believe so. those were around in 2009. God, they feel more recent to me. But I guess 2009 still feels pretty recent to me. <laughs> 2009 yeah. was what? Like five years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. roughly yeah. 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 five years ago. It's fine. Anytime anything, I'm talking about anything, I'm like, yeah, it was three years ago. I'm like, add two and a half years to any amount of years I say something was ago. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I thought that was really, really fun. Her near death, like so many fucking things going on there. And and I love that they actually saved her with her head. I like that they saved her. Stuck in the thing. And she was about to get fucking slapped to death with a little piece of plastic. That's terrible. <laughs> what a way to go. That part didn't seem that threatening to me. Like I felt, I'm sure whatever within the stakes of the movie, it could have been a killer. Um, It seemed silly to me to have that be like the final boss of that series of events because it felt like it would just like, you know what I mean? And I think not that the pole was there. Mm. Yeah. But I was like, whatever. I was, I was willing to go with it head. for the sake of the movie regardless. Um. To just Could be been trapped a in that way. In that just moment. Just be trapped in that way. Just to I be know, trapped. I liked it. I liked it so much. And then I, I love the little fake out too where they thought they were fine when it turned out to be um the handsome cowboy. The true chivalrous gent was still alive and still in the mix. But Jonathan said, Graves. Can we just like really quickly talk about how fucking did depressing George's entire storyline is it's fucking devastatingly sad like he drunk drove and killed his whole family and lives in shame every day and then when it comes his time to die he tries to kill himself six different ways this is so dark this is so 2009 he's like yeah I ate all these pills and I just threw them up and then I did this and I didn't die and then I'm here hanging from a noose and I'm fine and then I keep the noose on my neck for the rest of the conversation I was like dear god 2009 go to sleep go to bed we don't need it so fucked up yeah. it was so dark we're like ha 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 he tried to kill himself six times in a day it's funny it's not funny it's really fucked up yeah i am willing to a, a little bit look past it and write it off as a reference to the moment in final destination two when eugene gets the gun when they're all at like the police officer's house you know what i mean and say like that's just a Final Destination 2 reference. The nail gun, Final Destination 3, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Um, but I did not care for it. And geez, they sure were not ready to address the implications of that. Yeah, it's just, uh, it was a choice. It was, it was an a interesting choice. choice and it was it sure so was. hee hee ha ha in the context of the film and I was like okay honey you laugh I'll just sit here and be vulnerable in my hungover state <laughs> instead um, I've only seen one good hee hee ha ha the news <laughs> failed and that's in the tv show imposters um <laughs> and even then it's still dark so <laughs> yeah I was like we love to make a suicide joke let's not okay but it's 2009 so you know so we're sure. going to so we're gonna, yeah. 
what's the next death who dies after that oh um i don't know because i oh after george's fake out um then it is the the cowboy in the hospital yeah um we get that little bath scene which was so uncomfortable because the old man was racist but then he was also so helpless and being like somebody please help me and just getting ignored um sad yeah like that scene was like a little ramshackly because I was like oh I don't care about this guy but he's dying you know yeah it's like he's gonna be fine it's not part of death's design I yeah I just like didn't care that much about his death but it was like spooky because electricity is scary also was he intubated and he pulled his intubation tube out and they kind of were chill about that because he was for sure intubated at the very beginning of that scene the cowboy he had a big thing in his mouth and then all of a sudden he's not intubated and I was like maybe that was too disgusting for them to show him unintubating himself because he surely would have died just from that um because he had a thing in his mouth he was like comatose and then maybe- he got wet and then he woke up <laughs> maybe was it possibly just like a little oxygen to be in his nose it wasn't just that it was in his mouth I'm pretty sure but I could be wrong and I'll fact check myself and then you can call me out in the comments babies if you need to um but I remember being like well I feel like they skipped a big horrifying part and thank you (laughs) and thank you because I didn't need to see it I didn't Uh (laughs) but um, I do not claim this I I love um again the fake out where they're like yeah here's like electricity and water and this and that but in the end the tub got him (laughs) (laughs) in the end it just crushes right through which is where that imdb trivia piece came in with the books because apparently there's a very similar death in one of the final destination books um called like the final destination the end of the line or something like that how many of them are called like the end of the line? And then they're like, you know, probably one every more. single one. Let's one of them actually is called um, Destination Zero. Um, that one's about terrorism. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love free speech, but like. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh like, no. Can we can we not do a terrorism final destination? <laughs> my god. Oh my god, the other tagline for the final destination is rest in peace. Wait, actually, wait, I have I to read like the description for that one because no. it's so fascinating to for me. the terrorism all... final destination book. You're not, there's gonna to be it all on. comes back to 9-11, guys. No. <laughs> After an investigative journalist narrowly cheats death in a terrorist attack, she sees a great angle for a story by telling the survivors tales in her magazine when the survivors start turning up dead though she begins to suspect foul play and finds herself dragged into a world of spiritualism and conspiracies that ultimately leads back to victorian england and jack the ripper i want to die (laughs) i almost want to read it i don't want to be conscious I want to see how Jack the Ripper comes into play. <laughs> I'm curious now. Jack the Ripper, I could be in. I also think as a like a narrative device for the book, <laughs> the journalist like telling the story of all the other survivors is an interesting way to be like keeping tabs 
on the survivors because that I think was kind of a flaw of FD4 is like in the previous in FD1 they know everybody it's all the same crew um Mm -hmm. in FD2 for whatever reason um the cop brings them all into the station because you know they're already kind of talking about flight 180 and all that stuff because they're nearby enough um and Mm -hmm. FD3 they all know each other and they're referencing FD1 and FD2 um but in this one there's there there's no like larger conversation at play about how like this has happened before to other people there's like no real acknowledgement of that they're very much figuring they out the about rules it. kind of them okay they're but they're no, kind of just like doing their it. own you know there's no tony todd to guide them at any point um yeah. all final so, destinations movie need tony todd yeah, yeah i mean even just to voice like a scary um devil man on a roller coaster ride you know we we got we got to get something he could have announced the nascar race you know what i mean um one of the things that i did find myself missing was like the ominous song that played throughout mm. the movie i was missing that you needed the soundtrack i did yeah no i missed that too we love a theme song we love a song that says final destination in it, like in the first one. <laughs> Hell yeah, or, we do. Or I'm I'm still obsessed with that whatever 60s song that they used in FD3. Um, but yeah, I mean, from there, it's just like a total fucking shit show. Like we get the premonition that Nick has about the mall. Um, and we love a death in a mall. Um, super fun. And also, like, to see my one actual nightmare scenario, which is to be eaten by a escalator. Because uh, oh, I, I know. I seen that video of that lady. There's a video. There's a oh, real in, video like, China, right? A, yeah, in China. And she was with her kid. Mm-hmm, I've seen that. And they're going that. up the escalator. And the front, the top part opens up. And she saves her kid. And she gets... Yeah, she like yeets her kid and then gets yeeted gets, down. And she gets eaten by the escalator. That shit can happen. That shit can right. really happen. And they probably were like, yeah, we saw that video too. And now we're putting it in final destination. So they I was like, oh my life tragedy. God. Yeah, the no, NASCAR crash I mean, was based on a real life tragedy. I know. I mean, in the first, uh, in the first episode mm-hmm. we did for Final Destination Summer, I read all those deaths that inspired this type of thing it's just like there are a lot of freak accidents that happen and they're great fuel for a final destination movie i mean that's why fd6 is coming out in 2023 because uh, <laughs> there's been more stupid shit that's happened since whenever fd5 came out um but yeah i i loved all the chain of events stuff But what I thought was really interesting with this one. Okay, wait. Well, before I get to that, the moment that I was talking about with the like CGI and I was like, okay, and now we're at green screen. Like I knew that George was going to die because he was walking across the street being like, you ever have deja vu? And suddenly the light completely changed and everything about the scene completely changed just slightly. And then he got smash bammed by an ambulance. I was like, (sighs) okay, the CGI shouldn't be a 
spoiler but it is for me I think they also had to do reshoots with that scene too so there may have been some just like general I wonder if at any point they were trying to do practical effects although I'm gonna guess no so that they could 3dify no. it yeah um, I think this one they but- were like the new hot thing is yeah CGI but- and 3d <laughs> Part of that um, with like the bus or whatever was filmed on the Universal Studios like lot in the little New York area. Oh, well, that part was in the, oh, the bus part. This was the ambulance part. Oh, wait, actually, I guess that, that part. Yeah, that part must be talking about the Death by Caffeine Cafe. Oh, yeah, that's the Death by Caffeine Cafe. That's the end end. Never mind. I'm excited to talk about it too. No, it's okay. But I, I loved that there was a little callback to FD3 with the nail gun. Um, mm-hmm. I thought also it's a little it's been done e, but it also was kind of like an ode to whoever that girl from Degrassi or whatever, a star is born. Alex not a star is from born. Instant Star. Instant Star. How close was I? It was very you were, close. I got Canada were, and I yeah. got the word star. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but I I love that like Nick really thought he was like I'm gonna use my premonition and I have it figured out and I know exactly what I'm gonna do to make everything better and he got so fucked (laughs) he got so fucked when he tried to save everyone's life like nail gun in the arm onto the wall like yeah very biblical I would have loved to have a little shot of somebody finding him um, and see how that played out. But I guess it's not important. It's, it's not adding love, anything, I guess. Like, how special is it if you were to die to be watching a movie and be like, big explosion, and then that's it. You're dead. And then big explosion. <laughs> um, it would be poetic. Kind of iconic. Yeah. Kind of iconic. Um. That's it. I just the timing's just right, you know. I thought it was kind of fun that they were distributing the prophecies um at that point in the film. Like George was getting visions, Lori was getting visions. I thought Janet was being an absolute bitch about it. Um, considering she was just like, This is where I was supposed to be in the first place. Okay. (laughs) That's the callback to the very beginning of the movie. She's like, I was always supposed to be here watching this movie instead of at NASCAR, which it wasn't NASCAR, but we're calling it that. Um, and I was like, So you're always supposed to be dead, bitch. Like, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Um, yeah, fuck. She's just I was I just, mad at her too because I was like, girl, you went through that car wash. You saw what happened. Yes. You know about Hunt's asshole. Like, right. I don't know why you think this is fake now after all that you've seen. And like, it's not like Lori is having premonitions all of the time. This is literally the first time it's ever happened to her. And also, okay, I, I really liked that part. I think it was during the premonition that you see her noticing all these weird things that are like parallels to the first scene. I thought that was yes. super fun. Yeah. Like the person's uh, ringtone was Dixieland and someone says like down in front and mm-hmm. all of that. I Move thought that feet. was really fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, thought that was, I thought that was really, really fun. Um, a fun callback kind of thing to have her just really put her on edge. So I like, 
I, I'm sticking by what I said, where this is a, a hokey ripoff of the whole franchise, but they did some things. They did some things. It's, it's kind of like um, with the Scream franchise, how the first one was about horror movies, and then the third one was about Hollywood, and then the fifth one was about the Scream franchise. You know what I mean? Like, Final Destination for the Final Destination, whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, it is like it's about not the, the final, final destination. It's We've got literally another not one coming. the final destination. Um, yeah. and then the FD five. I mean, if I'm remembering correctly, kind of just ignores that the fourth one was so different and is doing the same thing as all the others. There might be some other stylistic choices. Like it definitely looks visually a lot more similar to this one I think than the other ones probably um, not 3d it is not 3d um but just like Thank this God. style of filming had evolved from 2000 to I don't know 2011 whenever that one came out um but yeah I I, I kind of just have to be like they thought it was the last one instead of being just another sequel they wanted to set it apart and be in conversation with all of them but in a different way and like if it really were the last one I think I would like it better but given the fact that it's literally not I like that less if it was the last one I would be like way to go out with a big old fart like right (laughs) I'm so glad that this isn't the last one and we get two more it's literally like 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 a wet sad fart at the end of an amazing <laughs> like amazing but hokey and stupid franchise. So I'm so glad that this was not the final one, but I did. I had fun. I had fun and I loved I really loved the very very end. They do what FD3 lets you imagine imaginate a new thing that I'm starting to say. Um, FD3 lets you imagine the very, very final deaths of all of our characters because you know they're all gone by the end of the movie. Uh, But this one is a similar thing where like death still catches up to them, but much quicker. Poor things. They only get two weeks apiece and they're they die in that shitty ass cafe, which I have to say that the set dressing for the cafe was so perfect. Oh, my God, it was so perfect. You ever been to one of those classic cafes where they're like, this is Janet's painting and it's $200 and you buy Janet's painting and it's here on the wall. Janet lives down the block. Like it's one of those, like, like, I don't know, the coffee's bad and the the decor is worse, but it's your favorite place. I used to go to a cafe that looked literally exactly like death by caffeine. So it was a very lovely experience for me visually. Great job. Um, but the whole time that we, I was watching this movie, I totally missed that in the very beginning when they're in that same place after the NASCAR thing, that the table they always sit at has that scratch oh, into it coming. that says it's, it's coming. Here. And that's in like all of Nick's visions. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck is that shit? Like, I didn't understand. And it was like cross out and then it said it's here. And so then I, you know, it's great to pay attention. I would like to It say. is great. <laughs> It's Isn't something it nice that's good to pay to attention do, to pay attention. I don't do it all the time, but yeah, when I do, my gosh, yeah, the no, experience. I can't. I can't say that I was doing that at first, but I did rewatch the beginning of this movie. Really helped. Really helped mm. to rewatch the beginning. Um, then I like understood the end a lot more, and I was like, cute, cool, not crucial, <laughs> but cute. <laughs> but like, um, he really tried. 
to like prevent his own death you know he's one of those guys who's like hey just so you know um there's no toilet paper left in the bathroom just wanted to let you know that kind of thing I do that sometimes I don't want to let I don't want to cause waves but there's something that's wrong and I just want to let you know before someone is mean so he's like hey just so you know your entire scaffolding's about to fall and everyone's gonna die (laughs) and uh, I just wanted to let you know about that um Better safe than sorry. Safety first. Safety first. I was recently impaled by five uh, nails. (laughs) Um, But I loved that, like, the very, very end, you see how viscerally they die in that same x-ray way as the opening. Just in 3D. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I did. I missed the original spooky eerie slow burn death wind blah 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 opening credits that they do in the other movies I thought the stylistic credits in this movie and like saving them for after the initial disaster was like an interesting choice I loved that they cut back to it at the end yeah it really Um, ties it together I thought it was so fun and I was like it was so graphic it's not because it is CGI right off for glory. Yeah. And, and 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 I don't know. Like Sydney, you're the gore queen. Did it feel more graphic to you? Yes. I, I don't know if it was okay, it felt but it felt fucked it, up, right? This whole clearly, movie. Yes. So I think this movie was like the deaths were like way more graphic than three. Probably like how I don't know. I felt like the deaths in the second one, and that makes sense too. So the director of the first one directed the third one and then the director of the second one also directed the fourth one. Oh yeah and here we are so, okay that makes sense like that's why it was like the deaths were way he more he also did snakes on a plane <gasps> just for reference oh. what are plane? we doing snakes on a plane there's too many snakes on this there's too many motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane <laughs> oh my god I can't wait to do that um, snake month. that makes so much fun. Snake month. Let's that makes, go. That makes snake month. I would do snake month. We already did anaconda though. We um, could do anaconda. We too. did do anaconda two blood orchid. Hunt for the blood <laughs> yeah. orchid. Search for the blood orchid. Some I've seen sort it. of it's perusal delightful. for a blood orchid. They're they're on the lookout. <laughs> they're looking for one. Um, that makes so much sense, Sydney. I'm glad you pointed that out because, yeah, <laughs> like. There, we didn't talk the about it that, that much but like literally we get guts we get guts exploding out into the world and splatting on the ground we get like I don't know I felt like the people cutting in half was crazier when when the mechanic's head goes through that pole that was graphic when his literal when he gets body wished through the chain link fence and and uh, Lori's death in the vision, it like we were just talking about, we didn't talk about that as much. Her leg is getting ripped off. You see like everything, and then like parts of her everywhere. Like it was really fucking graphic. And I was like, this is like a this is a <laughs> this is a different game. <laughs> There's a lot to take in here. What we've seen before, but I mean, I'm glad I didn't see them get uh, run over by the truck. Though, but just by the way, I saw their skeletons blow up with still a little bit of blood. Um, and I feel like I was because like, you didn't Ooh. see it, and it was like the weird CGI 3D. They were like, "We're gonna make this 
fucking gory. Yeah. And so I like they succeeded. That. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. I guess it's time for our segments. Segmentos. <laughs> Sweet God. Um, how could this very straight movie be gayer? I do feel this is the straightest Final Destination so far, for sure. But arguably, Super just so straight, straight in general. It is so straight. It's super straight. Like, normally it's I can look at any to... besties in media and go, they could kiss. I didn't get those vibes with I Janet didn't get and Lori. That with Janet and Lori at all. And, um, like. Milf, though. Milf, we talked wife. about. Milf is hot. Like, I feel sexually attracted to her. So that's innately gay. She um, wanted to be hot for her girlies, as discussed. There's that. Okay, we discussed that. So Milf could be a bisexual woman married Dee Dee, to a man. Her hot goth um hairstylist. Okay, Didi's gay. Yeah, Didi's she's she's absolute a chaos bisexual for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least there's Didi. Thank God. And probably Um, one of the sons will grow up to be gay. Yeah. George could be bisexual and still have loved his wife. That's true. That's true. He didn't give me anything that made me to believe, made me to believe that. Some people are quiet about it, you know? Who's too busy suffering through his trauma? Uh, Not everybody starts a gay podcast, you know? I mean. Exactly. We can't. I mean, thank God. Then we'd be pushing the competition would be wild. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, no. I mean, Nick's like so straight. He's so straight, and he's so he's like he do be boring. I'm sorry, Nadia, (laughs) um, who is unnamed within the movie, but I know from the Final Destination wiki. Um, and from IMDb trivia, because it said Ashley Tisdale auditioned for that part. And I went, what part? Who's Nadia? Um, but she's the tire squish girl. Um, I think uh, she could be bisexual. Oh yeah. Ashley Tisdale should have been that role. That, that, that would have so been a bad. weird part Ashley Tisdale though. I mean, I would have been incredible. She would, she would have deserved awesome. a bigger part as Ashley Tisdale. No, she could have, it could have been like a little cameo. Could have been her like foray into becoming a Paris Hilton in House of Wax. Okay, Not here's quite the thing. there. She wasn't ready yet. She was still too close to a high school musical. Yes, Sydney. I want to transition into where would Matthew Lillard fit in? And instead yes. of it mm. being a woman, I want it to be Matthew Lillard who is like there, but then he gets his head whomped off by a tire. Oh. Uh, Matthew Lillard could also be the sexy cowboy who's yeah. nice and good and nice and then we love a hot sexy gentleman rips out like his intubation tube because that's canon and it happened <laughs> i love cowboy for him i would love to see him in a cowboy hat i think he would, would look really nice in a cowboy hat he would look great to see him i could see him going like ma'am whatever you would like ma'am tipping his cap i don't know whatever he says i don't remember <laughs> That's a good place. Anything for, for you, but I would also, die for you. My name is Matthew Lillard. Also, yeah. he exploded. Also, okay, another part that is really gruesome, talking about the gruesomeness of it. Her first, that that lady's first death, not the bad, but scary. Her, the time she dies again in real life, after non-premonition death. The second tire up, explosion? The second tire explosion. 
half of her torso's ripped off and then like she's somehow scalped and her hair is just sitting there and then her body's still twitching that shit was fucked <laughs> Oh that shit was fucked. And it's for like a second and it goes into the cool skeleton CGI opening credits. So you're like, I forgot what I've seen. I'm filled with trauma. Like, fuck. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was like, we were, see we were seeing it all. We were seeing it all. Oh man. Um, I, okay. Any other Matthew Lillard placements before we go to Jump Bitch? I, I don't feel moved beyond the ones discussed. Okay. Dumb Bitch. It's hard with these. I think it's Janet. I don't think you go through something like this and then be in the movie with your friend and go, you're crazy. You're a stupid bitch. I would never believe you. I think you should leave. I hate you. Shut up. She went so hard. She went so hard. I was shocked that she was there in the ending scene until somebody went up to what's his face and was like, you're the hero who saved everybody at the mall. The guy with the chihuahua from earlier that Janet gave some money to. So, you know, she does get some yeah. points. Um, but, um, I I guess that they made up because he was deemed to be a hero and so she had to eat her words um because how else would he have known if in fact there weren't more premonitions happening um but she went so hot on literally being like you're crazy shut the fuck up yeah but like the race is so bad and he's so dumb that is right. also compelling it's a tie <laughs> between a swastika tattooed racist and someone who is crazy. I don't even know what Janet was doing. I agree with you, though. That was like, it's just dumb. It's like, just, the like, racist honey, is a like, horrible like, person. You know what I mean? Janet was being a dumb bitch. She was being such a dumb bitch because it's like, you see, you've seen, you know, you this know. is real. You know about this. <laughs> your ex-boyfriend got his asshole ripped out like by the grace of god or death himself like you need to take this shit seriously okay i'll give it to janet i do think um the other person there should be something worse for him than dumb bitch but we just don't have that segment at this time yeah he should have had a more uh, banished from the movie thing. award yeah like could have done without it you know TV, yeah tvh could have done without it i'm um, okay. so glad that final destination took a stand against racism they <laughs> did force the audience to sit through some racism to do it though they did hey let me just give you a bunch of racism but then we're gonna be like but then you die that's oh bad, thank though. you clap for us now the why can't we be friends thing was really fucking funny though. That was that was hilarious. That was he was really drinking. Funny. Um, I I mean the moment right before that I was like, wow, if only he wasn't terrible, George could be a great influence on his life because it was like George inside with his AA book, the guy it, literally drinking in his car outside, and he was drinking the beer from Final Destination Two and Final Destination Three, which like yes, oh my thing. god, I'm so glad. Um, oh my god, I love that because I. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that so much. But yeah, I, I mean, I think something. that'll scoot us right into Knives Out of Fives. Yeah. And I will set the scene. Um, On IMDb, this movie has a 5.1 out of 10. Um, And I haven't checked the other my notes for the other final de destinations. I should. Um, But my guess would be that these might be the lowest on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, It is... 27% rotten from critics and 35% rotten from audiences and 
It was nominated for the worst film at the 2010 Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Wow. I love <laughs> A that. A ringing endorsement. A ringing endorsement. I mean, okay. Yeah, that's definitely the worst um, Rotten Tomato scores, by the way, as I scroll back through. It's not good. It's not good. But um, it is so much fun. How about that? You know, it could have been. It was too three Dified. You know what I mean? I think if it were camp, um, it could have been like actually good. Um, instead, it's it's so straight. It's so straight. It's so straight. It's so straight. The characters are like blah except for like hunt sucks so bad that you were like can't wait for his butthole to get ripped out you know uh <laughs> that was a cinematic masterpiece actually it was a mass that was a masterpiece. when the guts exploded up yeah this this for me this is giving jason x you know it's giving like that kind <laughs> of horror. was a little camp though well okay yeah, yeah 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 it's giving straighter jason x i i'm just saying that for me, it, it, it's gotten to the point in the franchise where it's going to be a bad movie. Uh, my mm. expectations for five are on the floor. So we'll see what happens. Apparently, I've seen it before, um, but I don't know if that's true. Only time will tell. Tune in next month. Um, but like for me, I wasn't expecting the world because we already know. No matter what you know about the franchise, you know FD3 is the best. So you know that it's only going to go downhill from here. And this was a fun, scary movie version of the Final Destination franchise for me. I had a really good time. It was gruesome, gruesome as fuck. I was freaking out because I was vulnerable because I was hungover. So it was a good time to watch it. So you take it a little more seriously. That said, I can't give it a good score because it's a piece of shit in the, in the best way, in the best way. So I'm going to give it like a 3.5 because I had a really good time, but it's not a good movie, but I had a blast and I'd watch sure. it again literally anytime <laughs> with y'all would thing. be better. Not sitting in my desk chair at work. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I think if this really were the last Final Destination, I could give it like a solid three maybe because like they're doing so much referencing to the other deaths. They're they're having fun with it. They're throwing some like 180 things in there where it's like, oh, they're sitting in section 180 at the race. And like the kids' jerseys are like number nine and number 20. And if you multiply those, it's 180, blah, blah, blah. Like, IMDb trivia they they clocked all the ones presumably unless there's more um I think if it really were the last one I would be able to um embrace it as different and as so referential because it's not the last one I kind of just feel like they were in their flop era and I was entertained but I would give it like no higher than two knives out of fives for me like not to say that I didn't have fun but I just don't think it is good enough to deserve more than that okay can I edit mine to a three because now <laughs> I feel like to, way too high no no honestly babe. it's really not that good and I've been hiding <laughs> things really high lately 
okay i'll edit it's it it's truly but I'm middle it of the road <laughs> it's like very mid it's very mid but it's i laugh a lot very mid. okay <laughs> i i put silly. notations for yours originally 3.5 for mine i put three if it were the last sydney but this is a solid 2.5 for me okay like, i just I don't give a shit about the characters. Like yeah. some, of the, some of the deaths you can't are care. fun. Like if I think if they had more character development and made you like more involved in the plot and the story. It's so shallow. Exactly. It's so shallow. But like no, there was fun I, moments, you know? So they had the clear rivers water. That was the exactly. clue and like, her name is clear rivers. Yeah. yeah like they were. They were enjoying themselves, putting it all together. Right. So like, this is just like a, it's fine, but on, it's like bad fine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me because I love bad movies. Like I love Mm -hmm. them. I love. And it is a final destination. So like, how wrong can you go? Yeah. I love final destination. I loved Jason X. I loved them. They were bad. It's the same thing here. I feel now I'm feeling nervous about even a three. Oh my God. I give it too high of a score. <laughs> I'm giving it a 2.5. I've taken it back down. <laughs> it was so, it was like so big. It was so big. Not even real peer pressure. <laughs> Nobody's I even leaning on her this time. She just keeps lowering it. I'm, I'm peer pressuring myself. I have to be more objective because I love a lot of things. You can't put stand, it on letterbox and then really see how it stands up against our I'm gonna other put ratings. All, I'm going to put all, I'm literally looking at letterbox right, right now to see what I did for Final Destination 2. I gave that a 3.9. I stand by that. But yeah. this is definitely a 2.5 in comparison to Final Destination sure. 2. Anyway, all right, we've gone through all of my emotions and now we're on the other side and we're moving okay. on from Amazing. this segment of Final Destination Summer and on to the next. And who is <gasps> announcing this one? Is it you, Chelsea? Yes. And I'm Go, so Go. fucking excited. Um, Tell them what episode this is before this you say is... what it is. Oh, yeah. This is episode number 100. And when we <laughs> realize... The centennial. <laughs> Baby, okay. a hundy. Um, when we realized it was episode 100, we were like, we need to do something special, something exciting. We need to pick a really good movie. Um, but then we also realized it is, in fact, a fifth Tuesday. And I. Um, <laughs> so we can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, I really stand by fifth Tuesday as an institution, as a concept, as one of my favorite things that we're doing now. Um, I have pitched a follow up little um other similar kind of things um if no I won't pitch it now I'll let this moment have its shine um but yeah so it's our 100th episode it's a fifth Tuesday we said we've got to pick a really banger of a fifth Tuesday to shine for our 100th episode and so we chose you may have gleaned over the course of this episode that it is a musical we chose the movie musical of all time the The spooky queen of movie musicals not so spooky but lots of murder there is murder chicago starring renee zellweger 
Catherine Zeta-Jones, Richard Gere, Queen Latifah, um, Lucy Lucy been in there for a minute. It's that bitch. It's that bitch. It is that that bitch. bitch. And we will be joined by our podcast lawyer, Alexandra, for this episode. And it is going to be something very special because Alex and I grew up with Chicago. I mean, we all did, but we sang it with my mommy on carpool on the way to school every single day, not every single day, but many days of of the year. And then even after my mommy stopped driving us to school and it is part of us in our blood in our mm-hmm. lifeblood um when i watch this movie i feel ways that i can't usually express in words but i will try for yeah. next week we're just gonna be breaking out in song, song. i gotta the study whole- the soundtrack so i don't accidentally embarrass myself i've got a good working knowledge but i would hate to be on the record for our 100th episode and not slaying it you know what i mean yeah, I'm going to let's do rehearsal. <laughs> and also, dear listeners, just a fair warning, but um you will uh be exposed to the four of us, which could be the reason why Monica's boyfriend Adam has tinnitus. So, <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> Don't skip it. It's our 100th episode. But it also, isn't. apologies. Like you have to love us regardless they but we're, we're giving you fair warning right? they definitely do why would they subject themselves to near to two it hours of so audience if they didn't like it if they didn't That's like why it you guys were last That's episode on bodies 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 who's our hate listener who would spend that much of their time being so miserable listening to our little voices they hate listen to the first 10 minutes and, and then, then they right? go i can't bear it yeah i can't even do this anymore <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Episode 100. I can't believe we've gotten to this milestone. It's really fucking cool and crazy. And then it's also our last episode of August. And I know we've been saying it's been spooky season since, you know, six months ago, five months ago, whatever the fuck. No, four months ago. I've done math now Um, since Uh our Halloween episode. But it really kicks in the hyperdrive in September and October, as you well know, as spookies yourselves. So um, this will be our last summer horror, and then we're going deep into it. We're going deep into it. Do we have our Except schedule set? No. Well, we do, because <laughs> we'll, we'll still finish Final Destination Summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're still doing FD5. We have to. My God, we we've been to. hyping it. We Imagine if we were like, nah. <laughs> and that's it. No, I, it's, it's, I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait to finish up Final Destination I'm really summer. excited too. I'm really excited. I'm excited to see whatever the exciting thing that happens that everyone's like, it's exciting. You know, I don't know what it yeah. is, but I heard that there's something. Um, and apparently there's no mammogram. No mammogram. <sighs> Disappointing. Whatever. No anyway. boob crush. If you know what the boob crush is, please tell us. Cause now I'm so curious. If you know about the boob crush, why don't you talk about it in a five-star review for us <laughs> on Ample Podcasts? <laughs> it could be something. Imagine writing a haiku review about a mammogram scene that doesn't exist. Um, it could be a really exciting point of creative writing for you. Uh, think about it. It could be really, really fun. How many uh, syllables are in mammogram? Enough. Figure it out. Three. Three. There you go. Wow, you're halfway there. 
<laughs> and why not give us a follow on social media as well? We are spooky underscore Tuesday on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at spooky Tuesday pod on Facebook and Tumblr and spooky Tuesday on letterbox. And Oh, we do have that one YouTube video and it's gorgeous. So wait, I have a high there. Okay. Do it, do it, do it. Mammogram death scene. Monica remembers it what movie is that <laughs> oh my god Chelsea is the haiku mind. queen thank you You're so, so much good at this. thank you so much Chelsea I need you to make a whole bunch of fake apple accounts <laughs> 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 and leave us all these haiku reviews look someone or can someone use that haiku Chelsea you can use that one it. You should credit me because I'm the author, but it's okay if you don't, I guess. But you should. But you should. If you give us a five-star review, we will forget about plagiarism. Anyway, <laughs> hope you enjoy enjoyed the penultimate Final Destination Summer. Thanks for listening. Bye, Spookies. Where are you going? If you're right about this whole crash thing, then I'm going to make the most of every moment I have left. So I'm going to do what I do best. I'm going to go get laid. If I'm dying, I'm trying. Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara. And our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore OMG.